and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. And today's episode, we're going to be doing some painting. Uh, we'll be working with some new Scale 75 paints and a Creature Caster model, um, which I've already painted the monster. Now I'm going to paint uh, the person that goes along with it, uh, which is actually a model for Judgment that's going to be coming out, which um, they will be at uh, Adepticon, so you'll probably get to see these models. Uh, or you see the models at the convention. But before we do that, let's go ahead and get to our sponsors. We want to thank Muse on Minis for hosting our files and putting everything up and getting it out there for everybody to see, hear, and listen to. We appreciate it. Uh, make sure you check them out. And if you use the code more than dice, all one word, you get 10% off everything on their store. Um, we also want to thank Mini Masterworks, uh, which also will be at Adepticon. And you can also have a cool new code from him. More than dice, uh, MMW10 to get 10% off anything that uh, you purchase from there. And he, John just showed it. He has an awesome, awesome Vortex paint shaker, which is amazing. I only have one complaint. What's the, the power cord has a blue light on the fucking adapter that's bright <laughs> enough that it bothers me when I'm trying to sleep. Oh, so I have to <laughs> tape on it. it. Yeah, tape it over. <laughs> I either put tape on it or I paint over stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, saw it last night. I'm like, nope, nope, can't sleep with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sensitive to lights like that too. I always, I either put tape over them or I blue tack some covering onto the whatever clock thing that, you know, like the, you know how VCRs or, or other stuff, stereos and stuff would have that flashing light. lights. Yep. And I'm like, what the? Most of them have mutes now on the lights, which is good. Sorry, uh, I have derailed us completely. Well, those were old. <laughs> those are old things. So. Yeah, I noticed that there's a way. Um, one of the I had actually had un- unplugged mine and plugged it back in, and the light wasn't coming on. And I was like, "What the hell?" So I had to figure out the right plug to put it in. So. I, I know what you mean. It's a pretty big, bright blue light. When I turn off the lights yep. and everything, and move out, I'm like, "Oh, what's that glow?" Oh, okay, that's that plug-in. Well, yeah, so. it's just because my desk is hollow underneath that there was something along the side in front i wouldn't notice it as much so sorry back to back to everything else <laughs> um <laughs> other than that guys we appreciate you coming on and listening uh whether you listen to us live or you support us on patreon twitch um any of our other platforms we appreciate it it's always amazing and we can't wait to see some of our people at adepticon because i know that's where a lot of people say, hey, you're Gonzo from this. And I'm like, yes. yeah. And it's kind of cool to see and hear I've that. I've never had anyone say, Remember. hey, you're Gonzo from this one. Well, hopefully it's, not because. It's uh, HugCon. Hugcon 2022, yes. Hugcon 2022. I still got the shirt even if I can't go. <laughs> yeah. And boy, can I not. Someday. <laughs> Someday. Someday. So. In the same place at the same time. Do we have any shout-outs this week, John? I know we got two, at least. Uh, just those two are the only ones I know about. Yeah. Which uh, I may not know. Um, the one that kind of shocked me, and it really wasn't... Because uh, it just kind of blew me out. Um, what is it? Uh, Emilio Delgado. Uh, he played uh, Lewis on Sesame Street. Played, can you imagine? He was at that job for 40 years. It's it's amazing. I mean, he was 81 when he passed away. I always liked that character as a kid. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, 
I, I couldn't imagine working at a place for 40 plus years. Luis. Luis. It just, it just blows my mind. And, and I don't even think about it because Sesame Street is such a staple. You're like, wow. Okay. Yeah. He, okay. Yeah. So that one, that one was kind of, uh, kind of a shock to the system a bit. It was like, but man, I, I, I don't even think about it being 41 years that he's been on there. So, yeah. Uh, John, you had one. What was the other one that would happened? Oh uh, yeah. William hurt. Uh, was just reported, uh, I guess about two hours ago or so, but he passed away at 71. Did they say any reason or nothing? Didn't read to further into it. Okay. Uh, they're not going to have anything concrete That's an hour. Yeah. He's been in a ton of stuff was always, always brought it and, uh, was always enjoyable to see in movies. I especially remember him from The Big Chill. I watched that with my mom. It was, it was a really good movie. Yeah. There you go. I mean, he's been a... I mean, it's not just all, you know, quote-unquote big stuff. There's Dark City, which was, like, the definition of a fucking cult classic. Which, uh, I love the crap out of Dark City. It's very... Uh, Kathy, have you not seen Dark City? You're giving me that look. You haven't seen Dark... Oh, my God. you got to see Dark uh-huh. City. You will fucking love Dark City. It's very odd like that. Yeah, I think most of his newer very... stuff recently has been um, Marvel stuff. He's been a lot of stuff in Marvel recently. Yeah, he did Marvel. He was playing uh, General Ross. He did a good job in that. Um, I mean, when you play a bad guy that you love to hate like that, not necessarily a full bad guy, that's always the staple of a good actor. He was always humble about it. He didn't even consider himself an actor. He's just a guy who likes acting, he says. Said. Oh. Yeah, I mean, he's been in a ton of stuff. I'll be honest, he pretty much carried the majority. Well, him and Gary Oldman carried the entire weight of the Lost in Space movie, like, <laughs> on their shoulders completely. Those yeah. two. Like, the rest necessarily weren't bad, but fucking A. Those two just were like, let's go. <laughs> Yeah. Broadcast news, that was another big one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh was it Kisses of Spider Woman? Yep. Yeah, that was that's a bit one I have never seen, but I know because it was a big fucking deal at the time. So there you go. Uh Gonzo, what are you drinking? I'm taking over. What are you drinking? Uh I am drinking a McCullen Scotch again. Uh, this is like their, what's called a 96 or something like that. It's a special edition. It's what I've had for the last, like, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. Well, you should have some water, too, because it's not healthy to drink that much. Well, I do have some water <laughs> over here. <laughs> Kathy, what are you having, or shall we guess? You may guess. Gin and tonic? Yeah. And probably tea. And, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I am having a uh, orange juice with uh, 43 vanilla liqueur. Oh, that sounds oh, good. That sounds good. I wanted something quick, and I don't have to measure this, fuckers. Uh, <laughs> so I can just throw it in. Also, didn't have much 43 left, so I just poured that in and just filled the rest with orange juice, stirred it up, and said, let's go. That sounds really good. That sounds like an orange Julius, but without dairy. It is like an orange Julius, very much. It is super tasty. Uh, a little sweet. Some people can't handle it. Uh, Banyan better take some extra, uh, you know, uh, medicine. <laughs> for his, 
Oh, my brain stopped. Diabetes. I've been drinking. Yes, diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> that because he's going to be in the same building with me. So. <laughs> so, guys, make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure that you've got your shot. Make sure that you're taking vitamins, doing whatever you can to stay safe, washing your hands, etc., etc. Uh, for those of us going to Adepticon, make sure you uh, look up and say hi to us. We always like seeing yep. and hearing from people. Yes. And, and wear a mask if it makes you feel better. Correct. Don't let anyone tell you you can't wear a mask. Fuck those people. We, we, which I, we actually had that discussion about that, and I was like, you know what? If I'm in a crowded area where like there's a ton of people, I'm probably going to wear my mask. If it's probably mm-hmm. me and my opponent and like everybody's kind of spaced out, I might take my mask off. But it's just going to mm-hmm. have to be how I feel at that moment. Because I'll Damn tell you, right. there's a lot of people that are like, you know what? I'm going to do it because I don't want, and I'm put quotes on this, the con crud that everybody yeah. gets. Absolutely. That's a good idea. So we're all taking our masks and doing what we can because you yeah. never know. So from all of us to all of y'all, cheers. Cheers. All right. Let me go and switch this and get the camera over there. So this is going to fuck me up. <laughs> in case anyone was wondering it's super good you gonna tear you up from the floor up no probably not we've got prime view of a doggy bed with no doggy yep he is not allowed oh. in here at the time because he can get kind of annoying hmm a dog Yes, and they say that pets aren't like their uh, like their owners. <laughs> He's been getting very needy recently. <laughs> How odd! How odd! Ooh, I started working on. So I finished and got <laughs> all of my fair, models. <sighs> I couldn't see. That's what did you say? Fair. Surprise the... Gonzo is allowed in there. I usually break stuff, so I'm allowed yeah, in Big here. Big Jim Slade says to let him in chat. Double standard. Yeah, well, you know. We're Americans. We we do what we want. <laughs> we made a drink with edible glitter last night. Wait, what? Well, oh, Captain Izzy, I'm here to tell you, all glitter is edible at least once. That's, that's <laughs> true. At least once. <laughs> tell me more about this edible glitter, though, <clears throat> in drinks. I'd like to know. Well, now she's going to have the glitter gin and tonic. <laughs> Actually sounds interesting. It would look cool at a bar. So I started yeah. working on a couple of other models. Since I was done with my list that I'm running at Adepticon for Warcaster, I'm working on a few models that I'm not using. I'm trying to get them all peachy keen and painted up. Peachy keen. That is a phrase I have not heard in a while, and I can't say that I missed it. <laughs> so I gluttoned myself with punishment today. Um, you, you what? I, what now? I mean... I guess technically those words can work in that matter. It's just not no, the matter they're usually no, presented no, in. No, glutted. You glutted oh. yourself with work because you're a glutton for work. Yes. Well, I decided <laughs> um, to download and play Elden Ring, which, as everybody knows, is the you know new Dark Souls game. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. Definitely. Yeah, the, the Dark Soul players are like, oh, yeah, this is downright new player friendly. Yeah. 
I was really surprised. Now, I played the Dark Souls games and did, you know, and got through a lot of it. Never really beat one or 100%ed it or anything. But um, I uh, was playing it and I was like, this seems really, really easy compared to the other Dark Souls that I'm used to. Don't get me wrong. Um, big bosses hit pretty hard type thing and I'm not near the end stage or anything like that. I've only played it for about like three or four hours. No, it's, but it's I was just like coming out of nowhere and randomly killing you, that doesn't seem like fun. Yeah. I love that you've only played it for three or four hours, so it seems like I mean pretty easy. To be fair, I played a lot of Battletech today. Well, usually I've I've beaten a couple of bosses. And a smaller bosses, and usually smaller bosses also will be, you know, one or two shot you. Um, but they've added some mechanics and that kind of help people out and so on and so forth. Like I summoned a zombie horde to help kill a boss and got rid of it really quickly. Um, so it was interesting. So, for comparison, um, Kathy, apparently I played five hours of Battletech today. This chair's way too high. Uh, so, and so three hours seems downright reasonable. I didn't play hardly any of my, uh, Civ, which is surprising because last weekend I played a billion hours. A billion? I think I've, I think I've finally, after downloading it and playing a few games of it, uh, I'm finally at the point where I'm like, oh, okay. Banyan, no. Bad Banyan. <laughs> what is Banyan complaining about? What constitutes a zombie horde asking for a friend? All right, so let me, let me say, <laughs> things I never thought I would have to keep track of in a role-playing game. A, how many enemy corpses are viable to become zombies at the end of the battle? That was not something I ever thought I'd have to think about, but I fucking <laughs> do now. So, there's that. If you want to know more, three rooms and a half. It's like a, a normal thing two. for for my in person group. And in fact, uh, when they discovered my character last Wednesday in my in my first game with them in forever, uh, it was the necromancer who. Used, I forget what spell it is. Something life. Anyways, what it does is it expends your own hit points to give hit points to another creature. Mm-hmm. And uh, in doing so, revived me, my character, who is not undead, but also was once dead. This freaky, uh, freaky magic stuff going on with her. You got better. I got better. <laughs> She's just very confused though, because she thinks she should be dead. Doesn't understand what's going on. Fair enough, but yeah, that was dying. That was not something I ever thought I'd have to deal with, but now now I have to deal with because (laughs) what happens when you have a necromancer in your party is like, oh, how many bodies are good? I need to raise some more zombies to replace my losses. I'm like, uh huh. Oh, see, this is how the end times come about. I know so many people who are who love to play necromancers like that. 
years and years ago, I would have never thought about it, but yeah. Well, it has become a very humorous focus at some points for my uh, my group, so we shall see. <laughs> I like this model you're painting, Gonzo. This the upper is... Apple TV, reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, companion model to the demon that I was the other demon that I was working on. It's, it's the other half of the eyeball guy. Yeah. And so with this model, I want to do like his skin, just like a gray, you know, alien-esque, you know, type color. And so it's like, you know, very toxic looking and very... It's like a green gray, because I feel like the aliens are very green gray. This one is, it's, this one is an, it's called Arctic Blue. Well, that's, that's... Very much not like an alien, but yeah. I mean, but like you it, say, alien. I'm thinking of you know, double jaws and why the stupid cat needs saving and let's blow up the ship and uh, the planet. So Geiger, Geiger, yes. alien, yes. like alien, aliens, and then the franchise stops because there's no need to continue. For the love of God, stop! Yes, please. <laughs> Though the predator. Uh, prequel sequel whatever that takes place in like the middle ages does pique my interest a little bit in that same sort of vein but yeah so i mean i think blue gray is weird i mean blue gray is pretty easy to paint in my opinion i think a green gray would look more sickly but i think it's more important than what color robes you're gonna do That's purple what i was just about to say too purple purple i think the green gray would work better than blue gray with, with purple because yeah, then you get a, warmer, a good contrast uh... A warmer gray for uh, if you're doing a cooler purple. But Plus, even if it's a reddish purple, then green is still going to yeah, gonna be good. And then uh, the base is going to be, what, snowy like your other one? Yeah. Then, yeah, definitely I would not go with the blue gray. It's going to be too much the same. I would definitely try and go for the, the green gray or at least go for the reddish purple to get a little more in there. That's just my it. opinion. What no, do I know? Can, I mean, we can. The thing is, is I mean, I, I'm just getting this white down. We can definitely, and I've got that over here mixed on the wet palette. We can get a little bit of green. Now, into blue gray it. might look nice if the robe was going to be more of a maroon color, <laughs> because now you've got hints of uh, dark, well, brown, which is a dark orange, basically, and then that's going to be sort of opposite your blue on the color wheel. So now you've got that cool blue gray and then a warmer robe. Yeah. That gives you a better, uh, color balance. So that way the robes in that case are going to draw your eye in because everything else is cool. They're, if you will, the standout, it'll keep your vision kind of centered on it more than anything. The thing about having the base be bright white and then too much other, I guess, cool colors, if you would, is that your eyes won't necessarily know where to go, which isn't a big deal, but, on a piece like that you're painting, I think it could be. Sort of like the uh, monster, where the demon, he's all bright red and all. You're, you're drawn to the main body of him. So, but that's, you know. That's okay. Just something to think about. Yeah. Well, let, let me get this little bit of gray on him, because it will actually make it stand out more. No. Choose colors now, no paint. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can mix a green into that. If I had to choose colors now... Oh, okay, My goblin bust would never have gotten done. We preach into the choir. I literally, the only reason I'm getting painting done quickly is because uh, 
I am painting superhero characters and I just Google search uh-huh. this character. What do they look like? Don't want to change anything. That does but, simplify things quite a bit. Well, I mean, currently on my plate is uh, Mr. Sinister, who's going to be pretty stock. Uh, you know, uh, a dark bluish metallic, uh, black, a red, white skin. It's all pretty easy. Uh, Enchantress, who is going to be green. And then whether it's green with black or green with yellow depends on your mood and depends on my mood. And then Mystique, blue skin, then either white or black are the only two costumes she generally has. So unless I decide to go crazy, pretty easy. Though I do tend to do not stock paint jobs when I can, so don't expect her to be white clothed because that's like her standard look. I'm also looking at the skull this guy's holding in his hand. Trying to visualize what what color you want to use on a skull. And I know people just think skulls are white, aren't they? Not but so much. More maybe, of a bone color? Yeah, no. Brownish no. bone, yeah. Personally, my preference for skulls is rather than bleached bone, I like a uh, freshly unearthed bone, which is usually kind of a a little bit darker and uh, ruddy brown. I, I like bleach bone as like the top highlight a lot mm-hmm. of times. Mm-hmm. Um, it is actually a head, not a bone. It's not a skull. It is a oh, head so with the lips showing and teeth showing. Some type of a flesh color. Yeah, uh, because he's got ears. Flesh? I don't know if you can really see it, but he's got ears. Okay, I couldn't see. I could just yeah, see that there are eye sockets. Yeah, it'll probably be kind of hard to see. Like a shrunken head? No, he's just a big dude. Of course. I just mean like it's sort of mummified, like the skin is all tight on it. I think the skin is all tight on it because you can see teeth. And his cheeks are really sunken in, so... That's probably like a, a, you know, shrunken type head thing. Uh, There's nothing going to be going on inside of the hood. You can put a face in there and I decide not to just because I think it looks more ominous. And I might do like a glow effect inside of it. I I prefer that or just like the pure black. Correct. Yeah. Unnaturally dark black. We're like, why is there? Shouldn't there be? But there's not. There's nothing there. Yes. Literally nothing. Not like and either one nothing. would be either one. But then if you want to make it glowy, then you have to do object source lighting because you can't just paint it like a white or light color and then not do object source lighting if you want it to glow. Otherwise, it's not going to look like it's glowing. Correct. Okay. It'll just be like, oh, it's this light coming out from there. I totally can. I can do what I won't. I, I mean, it. you can say it looks... You can say that you intend for it to be glowy, but it's not going to look glowy. Yeah. To be fair, I haven't really ever felt the need to object source light. It looks cool, but I hate to fuck up a perfectly painted model by trying to object source light it. Light Nothing it. wrong with that. This uh, this goblin bust was quite an experiment, and I had two two light sources that are not. They're, they're like off screen, if that makes sense. They're yeah, not, yeah, yeah. They're not, there's no base that has a, a light or anything. And uh, I didn't know how this was going to go. 
Which but, I, I was watching your stream on that, and I was kind of curious because you know I, I knew you were painting it, and that's not exactly that's not how I thought you were going to do it. Yeah. Whenever yeah. whenever we, we originally talked about and you know me hit me getting you the model, I thought you were just going to do a cool you know green skin type, you know. That, yeah. I mean, that's what when I first started cleaning it up and priming it, that's what I thought, and then I was like, wait a minute, what if I do? A light source. Wait a minute. What if I do two light sources? Then while I was streaming, uh, somebody in the chat asked a question about color contrast. And I was talking about how it doesn't really matter what color you use for your lights and darks if you're just setting up your uh, your darkest darks and your lightest lights and your midtones. <clears throat> It doesn't even matter what color it is as long as the values are there. The the value on a scale uh, where where black is zero and light is ten, or white is ten, and there's there's different you know levels of values in between of gray. But you can get those values using uh, other colors instead of just black and white. So I decided on this model to demonstrate that. So now I've got, I, I ended up with magenta on there and green and magenta and green together make a really nice dark color. Uh, so that was my darkest dark on here. And and then I, I had just phthalo green and then I had orange and phthalo green. And then I had blue and green and just all these crazy colors like in my darkest values, in my midtones, I was like, we can. This doesn't even have to be the midtone colors we're using. This is just setting up our lights and darks, and then we can move on from there. So it just got really crazy, and I'm actually really pleased and surprised with how it's turned out. Uh, I'm kind of excited. I'm going to be painting the eyes on Tuesday, and then I think it's going to be done. Awesome. Then I just have to mount it on uh, on the plaque that I have for it. But I don't know what to do with the plaque. So. Oh, you can burn that bridge when you come to it. Yeah. Maybe I'll light it on fire. <laughs> that fire. seems like a good idea. I mean, sometimes you just got to go with plan B. <laughs> Rathmore says I can't believe she used magenta well I mean the one thing I believe about about uh, Kathy is that she used magenta <laughs> if there's anything that, that's 100% surprise. like she was painting X and used magenta yeah that tracks it's Kathy yep. mm-hmm. and, and it's funny because I was talking about how I used orange in this and I was I was trying to figure out today how I want to paint the eyes. Like I know one eye is going to be dead. And so I couldn't figure out how I wanted to paint the one eye that looks, you know, that's alive and normal. Right. And, uh, and then a friend of mine sent me a gif of, uh, you know, the lemur with the really wide awake eyes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, lemur eyes so then i went i went to the googles and i did a search for lemur eyes and i found 
lemur eyes that are orange. At first, I, I mean, I found ones that were blue, too, and I really liked the blue ones. But then I saw the orange ones, and I was like, that orange is going to really stand out. It's going to be very vivid against this, all the things that are going on on this model. Uh, I'll be honest. Google is the answer. Like every time I need to paint something, paint something, and I want to use any sort of remotely realistic source, I'm like, "Well, what does that look like in real life?" And then I'm like, "Oh, it looks like that. All right, let's Absolutely. go." Well, that's what I did that's for the way to do it. that eyeball. You know, the galaxy yep. and that eyeball. Was I've done it for up. all of my uh, my rocket thrust for uh, Star Lord and for Modok, and did it for I mean all sorts of stuff like that. Just like, what does this look like? And you I know? liked how that smoke looked like. On your Modoc. Yeah, I thought it came out very well. I think that and Starlight, I'm like, that's like some of my best work, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you just got, like, I even looked at like, how does light look when it hits a windshield, just so I can get some idea when I'm painting them. That's not necessarily realistic, but you can get the, the way the light changes to look close and your mind will go accept it. Like, okay, cool. He's just, yep. it's, a, it's a stylized painting of a windshield. Okay, cool. As long as you get the basics. Yep, yep. And fool the mind into a lot of things you just do a little bit. That's how, like, some of the most amazing models, like at an actual tabletop level, you look close, like, oh, my God, this is, like, not done the way I thought. But then you put it on the tabletop, like, fucking hey, that looks great on the tabletop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it is the perfect level of, you know, just contrast for that le- that, that distance that's the thing with those smaller models. When you're when you're painting 28, 30, 33 millimeter models, you you want more contrast. You, I know there's this argument people make about well, I, it should be fine just a flat color because you know the light's going to cast shadows on it. But the thing is, the scale of the light and its reflections, its natural reflections, is going to be different than the size of your models. Your models are always going to look fake and tiny. Yep. And and also, you use a little bit of the paint to help the light along. Like, if you know where the shadows are going to be in most, just just use a little bit of paint to help it along. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, that's why we even the lazy painters just use washes, because that just deepens the recesses, which is going to happen, generally speaking, whenever there's light. And then suddenly, like, honestly, you can paint flat. Like, flat black, sure, Black's a pain in the ass. Sometimes you don't want to do more. But any color not black, you should be doing something. Even just a simple wash does so much. It just, just makes a model, I, to use the phrase, pop so much. Even even dry brushing uh, a dark gray on a black mm-hmm. is gonna is gonna pick out details that that you want to see. You want to see these details. They were sculpted in the model on purpose. You don't, you know, and when you paint something flat black, all these, all these things are just going to disappear. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit, even, even just a little bit of just highlighting on like, uh, Magneto's abs are the biggest thing I thought of. Cause it's just, you know, in my, my suit's mostly black, but it's a little bit of highlight around the abs and all just makes that pop better. Mm-hmm. So if I had him do it over again, I would paint him a lighter color so that the uh, contrast black had a better contrast, so to uh, speak. I painted him a dark gray, and I'm like, yeah, it's not a lot of contrast there. 
So we live and learn. Yes, indeed. Surian says it depends on the black. I find glossy black doesn't need highlighting really, but most people prefer matte black. Yeah, that does. That is. I could see that. I prefer. I, I prefer overall a matte finish on my models. Uh, when I first started out, the paint I was using was very glossy, and I didn't like the shine. I thought it did weird things to the the reflections. Mm -hmm. But also, that has to do with going back to the scale of the light and the scale of the reflections on the model is, it just looks off to me at that size. So I like having things be matte and you can see all the details. You can see all the lights and darks. You can see freehand better mm -hmm. because that of said, that. But, can... oh, go ahead. but if you paint glossy black on something, those reflections are going to pick out all those details. So I could see it going both ways. I would dry brush a gray, maybe do a little bit of a, uh, a final edge highlighting on a black. It doesn't have to be difficult, but I could see doing a glossy black being easy too. Yeah. Well, also, you don't have to paint a glossy black. You can paint a flat back at black, matte varnish your model, and then gloss varnish the parts that need to be glossy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which is People... what you do with... Uh metallics mm -hmm. right oh, what you're supposed to do yes yeah but also that whole light source big light source versus a pro scale appropriate light source is why non-metallic metals work so well because the reflections that are painted there and the light reflecting off of it becomes more appropriate for the scale not just giant light that's bigger than the sun by compare by scale comparison reflecting off yeah Now, true metallic metals, where people, where people go in and approach uh, metallics in a similar way as doing non-metallic metals, uh, also looks good. But that's just defining, instead of, say, if you have a sword that has uh, a bunch of designs carved in it or something, or it's sculpted weird, uh, it, <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> It's V's fault. Blame V. So, uh, so you you paint this sword with just metallic paint. It's gonna look flat. It's gonna look shiny, but it's gonna look flat. Mm -hmm. And it's and and you're not gonna see all these little details in it, like the the blood groove and and other parts, or if it has scratches or pock marks in it, it might get covered up. Or the eye just doesn't pick up on it. But if you go in and you shade those areas or you use that uh, glossy null oil as a wash for that, now you're going to pick up some more of those, uh, those details. And then you can go back with your lightest silver color and maybe hit the highlights just like you would with... I like to... Uh... Like highlight slash dry brush and then wash, because that because sometimes I get a little enthusiastic, let us say, or there's a little too much on the on the brush, but that dulls it down again. It makes it 
fit in better. I do that too, but I go back and forth with it. Oh. I'll, I'll just go back and forth. I'm, I'm never like, well, here's my, here's my base coat. Here's my mid-tone. Here's my highlight. Here's my wash. Uh, because it's... when I do, I always think, oh, darn, I need to have more of some color in my mid-tone. I need to tone down this highlight here. I need to magnify this highlight a little more. So then I go back and I alter things. And okay. it's just sort of a, there's this always this back and forth, making little alterations, just tweaking things a little bit. Oh, no, I get to, I get to that, you know, you know, all that point, and I put the wash on, and I'm like, Skit Miller time, let's go. <laughs> well, we have different approaches and different reasons for that, how we're painting. That's not to say sometimes I don't go back again, because I'm like, <laughs> fuck, that didn't work the way I wanted to. I need it to be more pronounced. But, but yeah, any time that you, you get carried away with highlights, which I do all the time, I'm always like, okay, if I get a little carried away with this highlight, I can always go back and tone it down later, but <clears throat> let's just do highlights on the whole thing and see where we are. And then go back and tone down certain areas. Asturian says, yeah, I just go with, if it looks good enough from around a yard away, it's good enough for me. Yeah, then that's well, fine. If you're doing tabletop, that's perfect. It, it look okay close with my magnifier on because that's how I'm painting it. If it looks like shit there, I'm not going to be done because I have a little bit of pride, apparently. <laughs> a modicum of pride, let's say. And now it's time for me to watch Gonzo putting... Is that white you're putting on there now? No, it's actually the green with a gray mixture. Why does it just look white? It's just it looks because, white. It's because the camera is weird with yeah. the light colors. Yeah. It's it's also not as dark as I was expecting. It is. Yeah, this is that hint. This is that hint of green, isn't yeah. it? That super light green. Yeah, it's a yeah. super super. I mean, if you could see it from my perspective, it is very sickly green color. Okay. I mean, remember, I'll test everyone, not just you, Gonzo. Yeah. If you're happy with the model. It don't matter what the fuck anyone else thinks. Well, and the camera it's lies good. too. Yeah. The camera lies. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I was I was just thinking I was like you probably can't see this green because of its it's such a it's, I can see like you like Kathy said a hint of green. Yeah. Yeah. It's all very very bright. I mean the It's like that guy pretending is participating in St. Patrick's Day but isn't really. <laughs> Yeah, the color that I used was this uh, Sherwood green, diluted a little bit with the gray, and then thinned out a whole bunch. Sherwood green? Like, is that the color you paint Robin Hood? I guess. Or his tights. His tights. Tight tights. It's Robin Hood tights green. This guy's got a butt crack, by the way. I don't know if you can see it, but he's got a butt crack right here. I'm going to make sure I accentuate that butt crack. Yeah, you have to. Whenever there's a butt crack, you have to accentuate. That that would be a false. No, it's true. <laughs> it's true. False. True. You can do whatever you want. It's your model. You want to spackle that shit suck, shut with fucking green stuff? Do it. Well, that's true, too. 
I knew someone that took the horses from War Machine and Horde and shaved off the penis and balls off of that because they modeled it with the penis and balls. <laughs> I mean, that's their choice. That's a choice. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. a choice you can make. I mean, I think modeling them with penis and balls is a step too far for, especially how old some of those models were. I'm like, I think you guys really probably should have put a little more into the actual detail on the model, a little less so much there. Those models were fine, but I would never call them good enough that they require that. Now, if someone had made a horse sculpt that was like, man, that is fucking perfect. They're like, oh, shit, it's really perfect. I could see that, but come on, man. Besides, the thing's going into battle. Wouldn't that shit be armored? <laughs> You'd, you would think. But yeah, that's, that's... Honestly, that's what I always said about uh, women barbarians, too. So, And I was wrong, clearly. I mean, I don't know. I mean, people are scared of women as it is without a weapon. You give a battle axe or something, fucking hey, time to run. But yeah, there was, there was a company... Uh, from Australia, once upon a time, called Maidenhead Minis. And they made little fawns and centaurs and all their all their cute little half-goat women. Uh, it was roughly sculpted. I mean, they were, they were cute bottles, but they were roughly sculpted. It was rough. But I remember there was one where she's squatting on a rock and you could tell they just took the sculpting tool and just chunked it up between her legs and there's this great <laughs> crevice and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> now, Kathy, do you really think those guys had ever seen one? I'm thinking no. Probably no. So I just gave it a green stuff line cloth. Good call. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, let's not. No. Also, how is it that at the time I could sculpt the loincloth on there better than that entire sculpt? And I didn't even know what I was doing. You know what, though? Their concepts were great. Great great idea, bad execution. Yeah, yeah. The the concepts that, that they had for these models were great. And I would love to see them reproduced. With a competent sculptor, I think it would be really fun. Wow. I don't know if I still have any of those models. All I know is that sculptor might want to find some burn cream shit. We're talking 02, maybe. 03? It was a long time ago. Doesn't feel like it was a long time ago, but that was 20 years ago. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, I I feel like they've moved on probably from Maidenhead Minis. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully learned how to sculpt female parts. <laughs> I think you broke Bania, which is fine. <laughs> I may have pictures. I know I, I have pictures somewhere. I'm not sure I want to see those. <laughs> I think I could have done this long in my life without seeing them. I could probably go the rest of it without seeing them. Aww. They, they, so, 
they had the little goat fawn ladies, and then they had these centaurs, which are little goat ladies, that were had the body of the goat, you know. And then they had ram's horns or whatever. I like I don't know about ram's horns and female, but whatever. I mean, look, it's obviously they did the bear, but I'm like, fuck it, just go. Moses' maidenhead ladies were uh, well endowed. Yes. What did you go Google them? He might know. Most like I sculpted those. <laughs> no, no, I know Mo. Mo would have much more. Do you have some? Oh my gosh, Mo! I've never known anybody else who had any of those. Yeah, I I sold them, but I mean I painted them and then I sold them. But uh, they were cute for what they were. Uh, they were rough sculpts, but neat idea. Well, let's be honest. The the early history of miniature games is all rough sculpts. <laughs> yes, it's true. Like, I remember the point when I was like, I love all classic GW models. I do not love all classic GW models anymore. They're not... Like, some of them have their charm, but there's yeah. a lot of... Like, holy shit, was that what we were doing? Oh, uh, Nurgle penis helmet guy? Yeah. I'm even just like... I've got some old Rao Partha models. I'm like, eee, e? But some were absolutely legitimately amazing. They're still oh, yeah. held up today. And some were just like, that's awkward. Yeah. That's awkward you and do, terrible. You take the good with the bad there. Yeah, I absolutely, Mo. Sometimes Rao Partha and Grenadier made some outstanding models for the time period. Yep. And sometimes they made some dreck. Mm-hmm. We used them and loved them because that's all we had. Oh, yeah. Nowadays, you're like, I'm going to go find a pre-paint that's super cheap and just throw that shit out there. Hell, the shitty models for board games coming out much better than some of those models. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. apparently, uh, I've heard online, I have not confirmed, the uh, Hero Quest models are no bueno from the new Hero Quest from Hasbro. Oh, really? Yeah, I've heard they are not bueno. Oh, that's too bad. I didn't purchase it, so I will never know for sure unless someone posts pictures of them online, but that is what I've heard. Hasbro. Well, the way they do a Stretch Armstrong nowadays, I'm not surprised. Uh, I'll be honest, the way they do certain Transformers nowadays, uh, like, you get Slag here, who's super cool, but his horns are fucking hollow, which is a problem because you're looking straight at him. Uh, technically, all this should be, these are fillers from a third party. I still haven't put these in yet. Like, this isn't terrible because it's at the bottom, but the horns, right when you're fucking facing, being hollow? Come on, fuckers. And then more parts like half like, ass, bro. Yeah, more like half ass, bro. Like, uh, I have Prowl over there. His back came off because it's made with clear plastic, which everyone, including Hasbro, fucking knows, is super fragile. Like, you don't put that on transforming parts because it's going to fucking break. Huh? You know, and then for uh, Ironhide here, his whole, like, has this weird rotate thing where he transforms. That's super loose. I need to find a way to make that less loose. I mean... Just in the models I have over here, there's a wide variety of quality issues. Jazz is a little loose, a little shaky. I don't mind so much some of the things that's third-party stuff, but, I mean, hey, at least uh, Jetfire slash Skyfire is fucking awesome, and Grimlock's super great. Prime's pretty good. I mean, not all bad, but sometimes they're just... You're like, what are you doing? You you Stop half-assing shit. Take, like, a little bit more time and just make it a little better. It'll go a long way. 
Well, that means that their profit margin will be thinner. Well, but then people like me who are just casual fans will buy more models and not be like, yeah, I don't really care about that character that much. Like, I want to buy Trax, who's the, who I love because he's the blue uh, Corvette Transformer. But apparently the model's just kind of eh. Doesn't go together super well. Doesn't, it's just kind of eh. So instead I'll save that money and then give my money to a third party who's going to make a really good one. And they also wouldn't get people like Kathy Wapple talking smack about their Stretch Armstrongs with the fucking painted on uh, underwear instead of dyeing the rubber blue like they used to. Yeah, there you go. Fucking A. What you doing, fuckers? They they don't understand like a little bit of love in the model. That's why the third parties, people love that stuff. Because they put a little love into it and it shows through. I mean... Just across my shoulder, I mean, you got these missiles. These are third-party. A lot of the extra weapons and stuff. Fucking, let's go with Ironhide. So when you transform him into a uh, a truck, the back of it was so terrible because it was just his feet are the back. I got him over here. Pardon me, little birdie. So the back of the van would just fucking look like this because those are the bottom of his feet. Which is fucking stupid. Just these big, like, that's not a good back of a truck. It's super lazy. Alright. I'm going to get Alex back in his spot. There you go, Alex. But now he's got these third-party ones, like, do all this transforming. They got bumper. They flip around and stuff so that you actually get, like, what looks like the back of a windshield. I have to paint it a little bit, but it looks like the back of a truck. So suddenly now you've got actual legitimate <clears throat> models that look good, you know, and a little bit of love. Like they could have done that themselves. It would have taken them very little time. And then a little bit of half-ass joints. Like I am, this was an Amazon uh, exclusive. I am not pleased with it. I will not buy too many of those because it's just, I don't want to say super shoddy, but it's just not up to the standards of other stuff. Mm. Get in the back here. But I'll fix them up. And third parties have add-on kits and stuff, much like uh, getting 3D printed or third-party parts for your models and all. So it's all good. I've got Slug here. has got a bunch of sword and extra weapons and stuff. Because they did... So here's a silly thing. Here's his normal gun. It's cool. There's a gun. One color, no worries. But technically speaking, and I don't know if I can get this out easily, it goes, it stores here and becomes part of his tail. So, you know, not terrible, except that now, like, the tail's two colors. is a little weird, right? I don't know. I mean... It's, it's like, it's not bad. But literally, painting the gun the same color would have gone a long way. I much prefer just having the third-party tail bit. That purple now, would be good, Gonzo. Do it. Sorry. The purple's looking good. Well, I, I thinned it down a lot. I'm going to have to thicken it up again to get some more color. Or just keep on layering it, I guess you could say. Um, I'll just go back into, uh, you know, into the recesses with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to do... He's got these little shoulder pads. I think I'm going to do them bone. What? Purple and bone's a good combo. Because if you keep going that purple color over the whole thing then you're going to lose the uh 
that contrast between your lights and darks that you have there right now. Yeah. Uh, Asurian, I totally agree on Battlepick models. The new boxes are all four mechs in there. And the third-party 3D printed is a great way to get individual mechs you want. Like, I bought a whole bunch of those boxes. I love them. And, but I would definitely supplement with, uh, with third-party stuff where available. Then again, those boxes are pretty cheap, so, but we'll definitely supplement where I could. Uh, because those new, the third-party ones, the, the 3D prints are super good. The, the models they're putting out in plastic are super good. So I want to support them, but also they don't care if you're using third-party stuff, unlike other companies. Do you want to hit that one, Gonzo, since you threw it at me? Uh, no, not yet. Fair enough. We're going to wait for that one. So more on that later. But, you know, some companies aren't as on about third party stuff and some just realize they don't care. I mean, as long as you're buying a mix of both, it's all good. Or as long as you're buying the books, as long as you're supporting the company, keeping them in a business, that's good enough. In the business. In the business. Wow, I just realized St. Patty's Day is soon. Yep. Four days away. Amateur night's coming. I miss St. Patty's Day at First Ave. My friend's uh, Irish punk band would play there. So, um, Dropkick Murphys are playing in D.C., but there's no way on God's green earth I can get to DC on a work night and do that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is too bad because I would love to go to that. Yeah. That is definitely one of those things that'd be like hells to the yes, but I cannot really. Because I do love the Dropkick Murphys. It would be fun. It'd be very fun. I think it'd be more. Though. I would more dance, fun to and see then them my in... knees would snap in half. Fair enough. I think it'd be more fun to see them in Boston, but it's a little more of a trip. <laughs> Visas, we are playing D and D on St. Patrick's Day, so that's true. Sorry, are, you, are you still waiting for the the starter box? Because the the that box should be available commonly now. They got a shipment in not that long ago. He is in Germany, though. Oh, in Germany. I can't necessarily help you with that. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Rathmore says best to see them in Boston. I, I would agree. It would be best. Absolutely. But, I mean, DC's close. It's just the reality is I can't leave early. Mm -hmm. I can't come in late the next day, really. I... Actually, I doubly can't because isn't uh, Friday the start of um, Ramadan? Yep. No, it isn't Europe? No, it's not until April. What's the one my friends are planning for? It's got to be one coming up because there's got to be one uh, March 18th. My friends because... are baking. My friends are baking for that. Now I don't remember. Uh, National Lacey Oatmeal Cookie Day. Not Yom Kippur, is it? What's the 
what's the Jewish holiday that's coming up? I do not know. Anybody? <laughs> In chat? Don't know the calendar. I mean... Well, that's, yeah, a, that's Easter time. Near yeah. Easter, usually. Yeah, meow. I'm gonna make you pay. Even though I let John get away with it for a little bit more than I should have. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I know that my one of my people is off the 18th, which is gonna make my life a living fucking hell. That's right, really, really. Because that means I do not get a lunch break. You're not getting breaks. It's just your camera doing crazy things. Yeah, let me see if I can get that. <laughs> Lowering the brightness a little. It's always difficult with those really light pale colors. Oh. It's like really washed out. What about saturating it? Helping the saturation a little. That's, I have that same problem with my camera when I'm doing colors like that. Yeah. I have the same problem when I'm taking pictures and all, too. Sometimes it's just like, that's not right. Right? So. Sarian says that, that is basically now the real world reason why my Comstar forces have Clan Max. In fact, more Clan Max than is one. Than IS one. Because apparently they are easier to get for the local stores over here. Yeah. Well, check out, see if you can find someone who does uh, does some of the 3D prints. All. There's some really good models there and some really good Comstar type stuff. Black Knights and King Crabs and stuff. Uh, maybe they get a good some of the good other ones. Though, honestly, I haven't seen a 3D print of the Sentinel that looks nearly as cool as the new model. And that's a model that looked fucking ugly as hell. And then uh, Bishop Steiner, who's one of their artists, redid it. And I'm like, that looks fucking amazing. So, is what it is. Hopefully we'll get some over there for you at some point. Hopefully this all eventually blows over worldwide between COVID and between the four horsemen, basically. Yeah, pretty They're, much. Yeah. Accurate. Scary. With, we thought we were only dealing with three of them, but nope, nope. War came in now, and he's making a fucking run for the end, too. Motherfuckers. Anyways, I think it's just about time for media section. Yep. I'm going to try something out real quick before we do that. Or as I like to call it, Gonzo needs to get a life. Gonzo had a life, and Gonzo did everything he was normally going to do. He read books while he watched movies. I can't do that. I can't read a book and watch a movie and absorb both of them. Nope. Cannot. I'm getting to the point where if I put music on, I need to make sure it's something without words or I might pay too much attention to the music. Yeah. Damn, begs a different something. 
Which is fine. Binion begs to defer. Um, okay. <laughs> that is actually reading that properly. Fair. <laughs> Most is I like listening to music or audiobooks while painting myself. Oh, yes. I, I absolutely listen to music painting, all the time. For sure. He's but testing something, B. I can't, like... I can't listen to music and practice my Dutch, for example. Unless the music is in Dutch. Um, no, unless it's uh, if it's if it doesn't have words. But what if it's got Dutch? You can just try and translate in your head. Mm, no. 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 Singing along is technically speaking Dutch. Well, that's true. We watched Dune yesterday, and I'm jealous. I'm all jealous too. Is it back on HBO Max yet? Yep. They're oh, re-pushing it again. Okay, well, then I'll have to put that on the list. I'm sure me, I'll get time to watch that. HBO Max so I can watch it. Yeah, they are. Uh, so all I was going to say, listen to Dutch music. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. They're, I have no idea if they're Dutch, are they? Aqua? I don't know. Yes, I know the name of the band that sings that. Don't judge me. I wouldn't. Missy says they caught up on Discovery and Picard and watched Turning Red. I need to watch that too now because we were just talking about that in the pre-pre-game. Before they we went are, live. They are. Let's see here. Uh, they are from Denmark. Okay. So we can watch it, be we can watch it and talk about it, Don. What was the other thing I need to watch so we can talk about it? Dude. Dark City. That, yes. There was some other thing, though. Also Dune. Uh. Yeah, I can't guarantee I'm going to get time to watch anything this week. I'm going to try. I can't HBO Max, though. Oh. Yeah, that one I can't share with you because it's not mine. Sorry. Yeah. Ask Bania nicely. Maybe he can. Gonzo, are you still so... testing? Almost done. Yeah, you. That purple is really washed out on that. I'm going to figure out a better way to. <laughs> Bania's isn't his either. <laughs> it's. Uh, I don't know whose it is, but we got it. Hey, that's fair. Well, no, no. He's got one. I've got a different one. Because okay. I trade, I trade with uh, a former co-host, who, funny enough, I found this morning was actually playing BattleTech when I was playing BattleTech. I thought that was humorous that we were both oh, randomly playing the same game. That's funny, yeah. Ah, oh, your brother's very good. I'm gonna take a picture of this real quick, and then I, I have on. not caught up on Discovery, Captain Mizzy. I'm still behind on that. I'm still behind on The Witcher. I'm still behind on The Expanse. Uh, I am oh. caught up on Picard. I'm also behind on The Witcher and The Expanse. I think you're less behind The Witcher. I'm still in season one. Oh, well, yeah. I did finish season one, but now I feel like I have to go back. It's been so long. I, I think I have to go back and watch it again so that I can, you know, be fresh oh. for season two. Captain Missy, I can't take the day off. I don't have coverage. I haven't taken a lunch break all month.
But hey, the owner of the company complimented me on my work. So, hey, I got that going for me. Yeah. That and about five bucks to get me a gallon of gas. <laughs> Maybe. If you're lucky. Right now, it still will. When it gets to that point, I start talking like, I'm going to work from home because I don't fucking care anymore. Uh-huh. That becomes a point where just, I cannot. Alright. I have two things. One, two, three, four, five, it's, six. It is now our media seven, section. Seven, eight, nine. We'll be get talking a, about movies and TV shows light. that we've been watching. <laughs> I don't sleep. I don't go to sleep till about about two or three o'clock every night, and so that's my movie watching time. And some of them were during the I'm reading this book and learning about a role playing system. So I was just like meh type thing. Yikes! That's really bright. So that's how my brain I feel works. Like we, I feel like we almost have to let Gonzo start so he can yeah. get one in. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I think it was on HBO Max or no Showtime. Um, Green Knight was on there. Um, base it is a movie based on the poem. Um, and it was just okay. It was very much a interpretation of the actual poem, and on top of it, they changed the endings. And they changed it, and they did the Soprano ending, which kind of irked the crap out of me. Um, where they let you guess about what happens at the end. And there is an actual end to the poem. Um, and it is very much an artist and a, you know, a visual movie. And and, and I'll say this, and I'm not trying to be anything, an artiste movie, movie, if you get what I'm saying. Oh, I uh, can tell that from the fucking previews. And I was like... Yeah. Nope. Nopeity nope. Yeah. Hard nope. Um, was it bad? Not really. Uh, was it uh, really? Cinematography was really good. Uh, art was really good. Everything like that. Acting was okay. Um, but you could tell that they were stroking their own egos when they did this. Um, so for, so for them. And it was, they didn't do the ending the way it was supposed to be done. The, director said and the writer and said well we want to do it this way because we just want to make a different statement with it and i'm like yeah you should have just left it the same no they shouldn't necessarily because that's sort of the point of mythology to tell it different ways yeah mythology they they leave it too open and they changed up a lot of stuff that it kind of got rid of one of the purposes of what the story was about and it really, I was like, no, because that's not how it goes, and that's not how it ends, and that's not why it was written like that, and what the story behind of it. And I was just like, nah, didn't care for the ending too much. And I don't like endings of movies that are like, oh, we'll let you interpret the ending the way you want to interpret it. Oh, so, Kathy, I, I now see exactly why Gonzo didn't like Pretty Player One. Yes. <laughs> I already told you why, and I already know why. But, um... It just it was it okay. It was really cool looking artwork and everything was fine. Special what effects phase. It just re- the, the Green Knight. The Green Knight. Okay. Um, it's just very much an art movie and an, and and an art style. And so it just it was just okay. I would probably give it like a two because while it was still pretty decent, they you can it was the stroke their own ego project. 
um, type thing. And I was like, okay. Um, but I did like the cinematography. I did like the special effects. I did like all that stuff. So, I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just, it was like, nah, okay. Type thing. Kathy, you watched like 75 things. What's one of your 75? I, for the first time, watched The Fly. Which one? Uh, oh. The, the Jeff Goldblum one. Oh, okay. I had I'd never seen it, and I didn't know what to expect except for, you know, a billion years ago, I saw the ancient version of The Fly, the original. So, you know... I had, I had a little idea of what goes on with it, you know. Unfortunately, there was no tiny fly saying, help me, help me. <laughs> Which would have been amazing. The ancient one from the 1950s being on the original, the fly. So, so yeah, Jeff Goldblum. It's amazing. I love Jeff Goldblum. Oh my god. Everything that I see him in, I like. Oh yeah, and, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, and I like Gina <clears throat> Davis. But you know what I discovered in this movie? Uh, she she can't really act sad. I felt like when when she was supposed to be genuinely sorrowful that this thing was happening or or when when he pushes her away or he wants her to go into the he wants her to go into the tank so that she can be like him uh and she flees in terror or, or no she tells him no she's afraid and then he just he just reviles her and heaps shit upon her and tells her to leave and says he's going to go find somebody and she runs away and she's like crying but the crying sounded the whole the whole emotion sounded so fake to me well it is kind of young gina davis too but that being said i like gina davis and uh is there an old gina davis i don't know if she's even acting these days yeah but i mean that was an early one she's done a bunch of movies since then but but anyways I love the fly. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get right to that. I love it. It was the right amount of the build up. At first it starts out as this sort of quirky romance between the two of them and I liked that. And and then it sort of like turns into there's like something sinister going on. Uh and of course we as viewers know what's happened. The fly getting into the thing and to me no even though he doesn't she doesn't and she's suspecting there's something different because he's acting weird and and then it just slowly changes from this sort of suspense to this horror and and, and it just sort of keeps evolving as as he's changing this movie is evolving and the whole feel of it is evolving and I really appreciated that. Yep, I thought it was David Cronenberg. <laughs> He's known for body horror, and that very Cronenberg. much uh-huh, uh-huh. at the end of it, very much smacks of his his staple, which is fine. Oh God, yes, yeah. It was, and so the end of it is horrific. And then, and then you know, you know, as soon as as 
she and he have sex and that, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's going to be pregnant. That was predictable. That was so predictable. Oh, yeah. And then also, yeah, Mo says, I was like, yeah, there's going to be a sequel and it's going to involve her baby because how would it not? Because duh. Duh. And, and of course there was. So what do you give it on a rating? I'm going to give it two space herpes because Gina Davis can't cry. Like. Gina, Gina Davis can't act sad, believably. Uh but yeah, but, but I absolutely love it. Loved it. It was the perfect blend of, you know, and the music was good, too. Excellent. Well, I watched a movie, and if you want to watch the pinnacle of 80s action, a movie with a charismatic lead and great martial arts scenes that's just a little <laughs> underappreciated, has a good story, but just never really got its due. Well, don't watch this movie because none of those fucking things apply to American Ninja 2, <laughs> the damn, confrontation. I'm so glad I made the decision I did today. But no, see, Kathy, now, that's not to say this wasn't an enjoyable movie. I enjoyed the fuck out of this movie. It was <laughs> great in its schlocky cheesiness. The, the characters are still true to their origins. This is the sequel to American Ninja, which is a much more boring movie than this the problem with this movie is that michael dudikoff doesn't have a ton of charisma <clears throat> he uses it all but still ends up being a little flat but that's supposed to be his character so i give it a pass on that steve james on the other hand his co-host is fucking having the time of his life enjoying the hell out of all the he knows exactly which movie they're even in fact I would say probably everyone but the fucking producers know what movie they're making. Because it is cheesy and schlocky in all the right ways. The story is just enough to get him from point A to point B to point C. It doesn't... So, rated R. It doesn't need to be rated R by any stretch. It is <laughs> the lamest rated R I've seen. So, the whole idea is that uh, Marines are getting kidnapped on this caribbean or whatever island they work at the embassy so they send people to help and they send uh our heroes from the first movie sergeant jackson and sergeant armstrong to go help the problem is that they're both in the army but for some reason they send two army rangers to help a bunch of marines on an island i can only guess that when their commander wild bill sent in his report and note he is styled after wild bill the gi joe character i did not make this up i actually had to double check it <laughs> uh that whoever's in, in the pentagon's like oh fuck these sound like ninjas send our ninja experts in <laughs> but they don't cover that at all because that would have actually explained away some shit that doesn't make any sense but they get there and, and you know there's obviously someone leading the marines into a trap that's covered in the first 10 10 seconds of the movie uh, and, you know, it leads them into a trap. They find a bunch of ninjas. The fight scenes are... Man, they are. They're uh, not good by any standards, but they're fucking funny in how bad they are sometimes. Like, I can tell you enough, like, you do not watch this movie because you want good martial arts action. You are not going to get good martial arts action. You'll get a couple fights that are kind of amusing, 
I mean, they're all really amusing, but some of them are like, oh, that one's a, a solid fight. But you're not looking for that. You're looking for cheesy, schlocky fun, and it delivers. Like, it's it's just hilarious. And literally, if you did not know that Michael Dudikoff is supposed to be the American ninja, don't worry. They'll fucking tell you a dozen times during the movie <laughs> that he's the American ninja. Uh, that he's badass. He knows ninja magic. He reminds you, and then all he does is basically Power Rangers into his own uh, ninja gi, because that's <laughs> ninja magic. Uh, and, and the whole plot ends up being that they're, this drug dealer is kidnapping Marines to turn them into super ninjas. They call them super ninja, by the way. So he doesn't have to fight, so he can fight off all the other drug cartels and establish dominance. But of course, they show off all these super ninjas, and then they he sends his 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 pet assassin, the big boss, fight wise of the movie, and he just kills like a fucking whole bunch of them just to show how badass he is and how much they'll do what he says. I'm like, I mean, it's fun to watch, but fucking a. Uh, let's just say it's free on Amazon Prime. It is definitely worth the free price. It's only about an hour and a half long, and you will be amused through the majority of that. Uh, if you have a lazy afternoon, you just want to watch some good schlocky action, I definitely suggest it. I am going to... Just because of how fun it is, I'm going to give it two space herpes. I feel like quality-wise, it probably deserves a three. But it's super fun, and I can't say enough that Steve James, when he's out there fighting, is just fucking carrying the movie and being amusing. None of it needs to make sense. It's 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 got the loosest of plots and the loosest of fight scenes, but it's just a fucking hoot to watch. It's the kind of schlock in the '80s we loved that we need more of in the '90s, you know. But everyone's so focused on shit being realistic and <laughs> good. <laughs> so there you go. Canto. Um. Okay. So I'm going to combine two into one. Uh, because I did a Simon Pegg marathon of two movies because they were right next to each other. And I was like, oh, I can listen to these and watch these and still read the games that I was reading. And uh, I think it was on HBO Max. And Hot Fuzz and World's End was on. <clears throat> so, <laughs> of course, you got to put Hot Fuzz on first. Uh-huh. Um, and that movie still is great. I don't care what anybody says. That movie is hilarious. And I I love the fact that whenever everything that they do is just... Those two work together so well. And their chemistry between each other is amazing. Mm-hmm. I, it, it just amazes me how well they work together. And, and you can tell that they're both like into it and enjoying it and... They could give a shit what else is going on. Um, Hot, Hot Fuzz is one of those rare things they call a perfect movie. Yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah. And, 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 and I wait for the scene. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I had to it's, pause it because I'm laughing because there's so many good memes with that in it that just makes it better. Yeah, it's it's, it's great. I mean, they're both killing it. All the actors are pretty much killing it. Yeah. Um, it, it's such a good movie and it's so, it's so interesting and the acting is done so well and the comedy is spot on. It's so fun. 
Um, I, it, it, it gets a zero for me. Hot Fuzz is just great um, yeah, type thing. Um, now, World's End? World's End hits a little bit different. Um, I think it's one of his weakest uh, movies that he's done, that they've done together. Um, it really doesn't pick up until the aliens, robots, start to kick in. and it Spoilers! Just, yeah. But it... it uh, it just doesn't go as well, in my opinion. Um, it is still good. Yeah, it's all right. It's still a good, solid, you know, go through. And, you know, it's it's there. So it gets it gets my meh rating of like two and a half. Um, but it's it's appreciated. And it's like I said, it's better than most stuff out on TV right now. So uh, leave it at that. Um, but I mean, it was good to just sit there and put those two on and just enjoy the good, good comedy. Uh, I do need to do Shaun of the Dead just so I can. And then what is it? Uh, what was the alien one they did? Paul. Paul, and do that one just so I can get you know everything I think in. I'll have to see that one. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I haven't seen World's End or Paul. Uh, Paul's. I pre- enjoyed World's End. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't I, as it was not as strong as Hot Fuzz. Granted. But I Correct. still enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as good, but it's still worth it. Cool. Uh, so, other than that, Kathy, what you got? Well, mm. then, yesterday, last night, I watched The Thomas Crown Affair. Which, which one? Which is the, which is, again, it's it's one that where there was one in 1966, <laughs> and I feel like I now need to go watch that one. But I watched the... The one with Rene Russo and Pierce Brosnan and Dennis Leary, which I saw in the theater. And man, I love this movie. I loved uh, it then. I love it now. I agree with you. It is, it's I it's such seen a it. great. What's that, John? I haven't seen it. Oh, worth it. You know what? The one scene where uh, Rene Russo is in that dress and she's dancing with him, that sort of tango thing. Worth it just for that. Also, the soundtrack is amazing. But the whole thing is is just, it's fun. It's yeah. Pierce Brosnan plays the character he always plays. Which is basically Remington Steele. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> he does a good job at that, granted. I like that. Uh, he kind of was that character when he played James Bond. It's just it's like he was playing, he was channeling his inner James Bond when he was being Remington Steele, and now it's just, that's, I feel like everything I've seen him in, that's who he is. So, but he does a good job at it. And in, in this movie, that was the character that was called for. And Rene Russo did a slam dunk, and Dennis Leary was amazing as the police detective. And... Dennis Leary was a surprisingly good actor. Oh, I, yeah, he was. Is, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen him in anything, you know, for a while, but yeah. <laughs> he was doing that fireman show. Yeah, rescue me. Uh, yep. But I love it. I give it zero space herpes. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. It's, it's one of my favorite ones to watch. I like it because I like... It's one of, the, one of the times you kind of root for it, and I put quotes for it, the bad guy. Yeah. Type well, thing. and then Dennis Leary puts it in perspective. So you're like, is he really a bad guy? Is he? Is he? Because in the end, Dennis Leary's, you know, the police detective is like, look, 
before I got on this case, I I put away two crooked real estate guys uh, and a wife beater and and he's like, and they put me on this case, and all it is is some rich guy taking something from a bunch of other rich guys, not really hurting people, <laughs> you know. Hurting other rich guys. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, I'm not super invested in this. I want to get back to doing what really matters, which is helping people and putting away real criminals that hurt real people. So, I mean, that it was an interesting perspective and it allows her to, you know, have a, a better conscience about what she's doing. Anyways, mm-hmm. see this movie if you haven't seen it. It's free on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I saw it. I just passed it by this right, for the, the ma- cinematic masterpiece that is American Ninja 2. Two <laughs> thumbs up. Um, John, you since we only got a little bit of time left, you want to go with Picard? Sure. Because I, I can I can hold all my other stuff. I mean, I have like I mean, Vikings, Adam Project, forever, Book of Eli, just... Kick Ass One and Two, <laughs> Turning Red. So let's go with Picard. Picard. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm no gonna say spoilers. I don't think I liked it. Do what? I'm sorry. I don't think I liked it. I didn't have a problem with it as much. Um, oh, uh, I thought that the beginning was pure fucking exposition, and while a couple parts were good, it was very much against the standard rules of storytelling for too long. It, it is This is way outside of Star Trek, in my opinion. And I also felt like, given the current climate of the fucking world, this is not a topic we need broaching right now. Well, it really isn't. Not the way they did it. Yeah. You know that uncomfortable feeling you? I told you I got when I was watching, um, not yet. In the heat of the night. Yeah. It's like this, but they're not going to put forward as big of a message. I know they're not. Yeah, there is. Uh, no, Mo. Two episodes. Two episodes so far. Um, I did see by before I lose train of thought of it. Um, they are finished season three of Picard, and that is the series finale. So they just announced that they well, were done filming that. After so. some part, I mean, he's getting kind of old. Yeah, you, um, you should put a put an end to the series. And not when you switched from Picard or Picard and Q to the rest, I enjoyed that bit more. But I still felt like it was a poor choice. And honestly, at the time it was filmed, it was a poor choice because they're not going to make any giant political statements with this. It is not what I want from my Star Trek. Yeah, I, I can I can agree it's, with you. Uh, it does deviate from it, because in me, what I think of Star Trek, every fucking go ahead. Yeah, when I think about Star Trek, I think about exploring new races, new things, no, no, it, you know, or sci-fi for the classic purposes, which is to tell a morality tale. Yeah, they're not going to be telling a morality tale. They're going to be doing some. I mean, we know it. Some time travel bullshit to change it back. Yeah. Um, Q's going to have some weird thing at the end. I mean, the problem is they're stringing Star Trek cliche to Star Trek cliche to Star Trek cliche. And it's such a big deviation from the first season. Yes, it is. The first season was fresh. It was something different. They handled it a little bit, and it was along the same lines, but they framed it much better. Uh, It was... uh, Season one was, oh, this is really good Star Trek and really good storytelling. 
season two so far has been um uh, okay i don't know if this is really star trek but they're trying well, to tell a story but let's get all the excitement here let's get q and borg and time travel let's just put it all there like, yeah come on fuckers <laughs> for fuck's sake yeah it's like they're trying to put too much into it and i'm just like mm, it's okay. like playing the greatest hits yeah but yeah it's like playing the greatest hits but you're not just doing it. you got some cover bands doing some and then you're doing some yourself and the ones you're doing yourself are the ones that are just not hitting right yeah um well because we won't spoil it um i i i'm not going to judge it as harshly as john because i did like some parts of it and i did, I did like also some stuff. like some parts of it but um i'll continue to watch it but yeah. it is it's just a very big deviation from star trek uh, well, I don't mind feeling uncomfortable if they're telling a good, you know, making a good point. That's sort of the reason I ejected from Peacemaker. Some of the humor and all made me feel that that sort of uncomfortable. And I knew they weren't going to make a fucking big, they weren't going to make a political statement in that fucking thing. You have to be careful. People use a lot of this for escapism. So I don't mind my escapism including uncomfortable things as long as you're going to make it fucking worth it. <coughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not going to make it worth it. I can guarantee it. It just didn't feel like Star Trek to me. And I, and I hate to say that because, you know, we always say that doesn't make that Star Wars didn't seem like Star Wars and so on and so forth. It's just a very big deviation from Star Trek. Yeah. <coughs> so, Type thing, so we'll continue uh, to watch it. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll watch it to the end. I mean, I did like the parts that that I liked enough to keep watching. But Bane and I were both were looking at her like, eh, eh. And it's it's terrible that it's it's the parts, well, not all the parts, but a lot of the parts Picard, uh, when he doesn't have the other people to play off of, aren't as good. It's... And it's not that he's not acting his ass off. He's acting his fucking pants off. He's doing a great job. But it's just the way the content's presented, it just was hit me all wrong. Yeah. Then again, I had a shitty week. Could have been that. <laughs> It, 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 it's very off from a Star Trek episode and very off from Picard and very off from last season. It's like a complete opposite direction. Like I, said, I still watch it because I, I, I feel it's still going to be a good series, a good thing to watch. And like I said, they're, they've finished season three. They are in post-production and all that stuff now. So, And they said that is the series finale, which I'm great on because I'm like, cool. That means we've got an ending, which I like. I like it when you know shows they have an actual ending so yeah we'll have to see we'll have to just wait on it uh kathy you got anything well actually we're out of time kathy do you have anything you want to say or talk about before we go yeah we're done okay guys we appreciate you coming out and listening and hanging out with us and watching me paint um if you want to see what it really likes uh, what the model really looked like there was a link uh captain mizzy posted it i'm going to try to figure out what's wrong with that camera and see if I can try to get that balanced out more. May have to take it and get rid of some stuff on it and change the way it posts it out. Um, don't forget, uh, make sure you go and join Kathy on her channel. Uh, Kathy, what are you doing on Tuesdays through Friday? I am painting miniatures on Tuesday. I will be streaming at my normal time, 3 p.m. Central to paint the eyeballs of my goblin bust that I've been working on for the last week and a half. Uh, and then Tuesday night, Tuesday is my two stream Tuesday. Uh, so Tuesday night I will be streaming on the Gen Con TV Twitch channel 
at 7 p.m. Central. And I will be painting more of the uh, Frameworks Orc Barbarian and the Elf Ranger, which we've started calling uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Because <laughs> the Orc has a helmet that has moose antlers on it. Moose and flying squirrel. <laughs> The, the dark elf ranger is the uh, flying squirrel. I gathered that. <laughs> so we'll be doing that Tuesday night. And then Wednesday and Thursday is is still me painting during the day. And Friday is, of course, the reading stream. We'll be probably finishing up the War of the Worlds. I wasn't sure if I would finish it up last Friday, but it looks like it will be continuing. Oh, oh. We finished the end of book one. I didn't realize that it was separated into two books. Book one being uh, when the aliens land and they invade and uh, all the refugees from London and the Southlands pour north to, uh, uh, well, the northern part of England as the Martians uh, take over and... So that's the end of book one, and and now book two we begin this Friday. So for the worlds too, Electric Boogaloo. Part two, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Electric Boogaloo. And John, what are you gonna be doing this? Are you gonna be doing any streaming this week, or is that just kind of just uh, up in the air? I hope to. Okay. Can't know. I mean, uh, I got messages from my coworker who might not be able to work tomorrow. If so, unlikely I'll be able to do Monday then. Uh, Thursday seems likely. Probably good enough this week, but I was too damn exhausted. <laughs> it's okay. We've been John sleeping on his keyboard. Exciting stream. <laughs> Guys, we appreciate you coming out. We appreciate you listening. Uh, it means a lot to us. Make sure that you wear your mask. Pr- protect yourself. If you see something going on, say something. Stand up for what's going on and around you. Um, people need that right now. Um we're going to send you off to Key Lime Prime. He's painting off some uh, Infinity models uh, and doing some really cool metallic uh, paint job I see, scheme I see him doing. So, guys, be safe. Take care of yourself. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Good night. Somehow I'm not drunk. You're not drunk? What the hell? I know. I feel like standards weren't maintained. Hmm. Questionable. Questionable. But did it taste good? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs>